Hello everyone, and thank you for tuning back in. I apologize for not having an episode out last week, but since it was a holiday week, we decided to give everyone a break and relax. This episode, Why, focuses on the idea of shifting perspective. Taking a step back, looking at things objectively, detaching yourself from a situation or emotion, these are all ways to shift a perspective, a viewpoint, a thought. Not the easiest thing to do, but it's a necessary step to see the bigger picture. Sometimes we get too wrapped up in our emotions, we let it take over our whole mind and body, and that's all we limit ourselves to take in, completely undermining everything else that is possibly affected by whatever it is that brought on that emotion in the first place. Even if it's a positive thing, it can blur the rest of your vision and leave a facade of just that one happy thing you're engulfed by, forgetting about other important things you have on your plate. Obviously, emotions are sacred, and you should fully experience them, and empathy is a good trait to have. But when it fogs up your peripherals and makes you tunnel-visioned, it can lead to problematic situations. So how can we accomplish this without sacrificing our true emotions and empathy? Peace. Thank you all for coming back to the podcast. This joint is going to be about shifting perspectives and really also connecting to our emotion and automated responses and things that have become habitual within us. So our perspectives are definitely created through several things, experience, our conditioning, our upbringing, the environment we live in. All those things are several contributing factors. And those things have been going on since we've existed. So with all those levels of conditioning, we obviously have certain automated responses to certain things. So for example, if you were attacked by a homeless person, you know, maybe you might associate something with all people who are homeless, right? We create these things and we hold them as absolute truths in our minds because our perspectives solidifies a reaction or a thought. So, once you become an adult or you've lived on this planet a certain amount of years, even for children and teenagers as well, you know, perspectives are constantly being formed and broken. And that leads us into how we react to situations and emotional responses. Because depending on how we are hardwired, each emotional response is different for another person. Something that might be very difficult for me to handle might be a walk in the park for somebody else and vice versa. And that really depends on where they're at in the specific situation, what energy they're getting out. So now to explain this a little further, imagine two people in the same situation physically. Let's just say they're on the bus and they're sitting on the bus and there are no seats. That is a two people going through the same situation, but internally and energetically, somebody could be like, oh man, I wish I had a seat. Somebody could be thinking about their laundry or whatnot. No matter what the environment is, literally, it's really the intention and the energy behind the situation, what your emotional reaction is that is really creating what that experience is for you. Because if I was on the bus today, that doesn't really say much about the experience, but if I was on the bus today and I met a beautiful woman and we had a conversation and, you know, 
we talked about some great books or if I got on the bus and spilt my tea all over my shirt and that it's a whole different experience. Now, I say that in the literal sense to say that what we do in our minds, you, we might be saying, I'm on the bus. Oh, I remember when my, my girlfriend left me or whatever, you know, that might be the bus, right? But what was really the emotional energy behind it that's fucking us up? That's the question. So maybe, you know, I know in my situation, I'm going through a lot where I'm just processing things. And then I didn't even know, you know, we don't know that certain responses are automated in us because they're just second nature, just like getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth or something like that. It becomes something that we identify with ourselves. And unfortunately, a lot of the fuck shit that we do that is hazardous to ourselves comes from subconscious programming. These are things that we don't do consciously. We don't intend to do it. So we then are surprised when we get the reactions. But this is what leads to awareness. And in awareness is how you can see the habits. Because we give ourselves away. Humans are creatures of habit. You know you've been triggered by the same things over and over again. But what is the emotional root or blockage to that that we could address and heal from and especially imagine these were childhood stuff early things when we were growing up you know and I know I've traced my own to very early childhood so I'm like what am I going to do about something that was happening growing up in a chaotic environment when I was zero you know and we were dealing with you know pops was dealing with alcoholism and schizophrenia dealing with poverty dealing with all types of stuff in the system, this is what you're thrown into. So you will create some form of safety or defense mechanism. And for me, I created a lot of imagination, you know. I found out an easy way to tune out. And it was basically a survival technique, if you look at it, for what I was doing as a developing, premature, infant brain we're talking about. This is from my beginning and then you mix that by the time I'm, you know, old enough, like, you know, four or five years, I'm eating McDonald's and we eating junk and now all this stuff is hitting us and we're drinking all these sodas and this and that all day. We're just getting candies from the corner store and like, you know, we're mixing all this and that with this programming. And this is how you're coming into life as like, and this is now imagine, you know, I dealt with some emotional situations at my house with my pops dealing with mental illness and and uh, all that stuff. But that was a deck I'm dealt. But I didn't even identify that I had stuff I needed to take care of till I'm an adult. So you got all those years of moving automatically on behaviors that happen when you were in your developmental stages. And then those things then in turn become identified with ourself. So that's a whole lot of shit to deal with. And now that's our test. And, you know, some of our gifts come out of that. Like, I've developed workaholic energy, but I can get all tasks done. I can bang out these podcasts. I can show up, you know. No matter how down and out I feel, I can still, like, manage to motivate myself, which some people, they don't even have that motivation. So it's there, but it still doesn't change from the fact that 
I have to deal with recognizing when my mind is creating delusional scenarios or delusional ideas on things that have no basis in reality based on early childhood development form of me creating a more peaceful environment in my head to cope with loud, stressful you know, environments that, that weren't healthy for a child growing up. So off of that, I'm still dealing with that right now in my 30s as person that has to identify that it comes from there in order not to complain. I don't blame my folks or anything. I'm grateful. But to identify to myself, my conscious mind, that I am reacting based on a scenario that is no longer real. And the only way you can do that is through hyper-awareness because then what happens is we give up and we say, that's just the way I am. I'm just a, a nervous person or I'm that. Nah, fuck that. We can't accept that. Or else we are going to be a slave to those things. Now, well, of course, we're human. We fall victim to everything all the time. It always will. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive to get back up and strive to do our best. And, you know, I've been learning right now, be patient, take it one step at a time. So that's really how I'm using the mental awareness. And the other thing I wanted to tap on was emotions. Once again, back to the story of give people the same scenario and they'll have a different emotional reaction based on their experiences. Knowing that emotions are what pretty much blind us. We have to feel emotions, but until we feel the emotion, express the emotion, heal from the emotion... That's the only way we can move through the emotion. You can't repress it. You can't deny it. Uh, these things make it the elephant in the room and just create almost like a backed up pipe that's about to explode and burst. And that's when we do explode and burst emotionally, what do we do, right? We act out of character. We wild out. We do something we regret, you know, or what do we do? We tune out. We neglect our responsibilities. We run away from the things we know we need to do. And, you know, we dim down our light and we stay away from the world, you know. And these are the spectrums of anxiety and depression. And every human being faces these to a degree in however they are living. But really it's like, can we be aware of the responses and give ourselves a level of forgiveness and tolerance for when we go through it and just allow ourselves to rock with it and understand we're having this human experience and that comes with the territory, and to not make it much deeper than that. And not really throw... Because once you attach the delusion to reality and you make it real, then it has the ability to to get you. And that's what causes the suffering. Like in the Matrix, they say, hey, if you die in the Matrix, do you die in the real world? Morpheus says, yes. Because our minds make it real. Even though it's a construct. So the only way to really get our brains healthy back is to make sure the parts that are automated responses in us that are not connected to our well-being are removed and rewired. And some of that wiring is hardcore wiring. We're talking like right there next to like how to turn a doorknob or cognitive skills. You know, this is how deeply a lot of this childhood stuff is but you can identify and what I've been doing is I'm remind myself when I start to go into a path of that I literally have to say out loud bro you're acting on an automated response to something that ain't real right now take a moment feel what you need to feel but just know that that is not based on the present situation and the only way to do that is to stay in the now but 
when we are victims to our own minds. That's why it's you put one person in the room, I'll be okay. But when you're victim to yourself, you know, we're our own greatest enemy. We're our own greatest challenge. And we can't always have the luxury and comfort of other people being there. And, you know, there's also that energy that we don't want to feel like a nuisance, right? So we hold ourselves back. Oh, I didn't want to bother somebody. I don't want to bring my down energy there. But you know what? You can show up as you are without putting somebody down. And we need to be more accepting of each other and hold space for each other emotionally, physically, and spiritually because people should be able to come how they are without having to conform to like, oh, I'm in a... Because you shouldn't have to have a good time only when you're quote-unquote in an uppity happy mood. Why can't we have a productive time or a great time when we're in our more lower states? What are things that we could do while we're in that, you know? Maybe, you know, take a slow walk around the block or, you know, draw a doodle something for 10 minutes. There's ways you could do that energy. You could use that energy and transform it. And the last thing I'm going to speak on in this is really transforming that energy. And to transform that requires discipline, focus, and intention. And so, for example, I get triggered all the time, right? So say I'm triggered because I'm, you know, I'm dealing with a situation where, let me think of really what I'm going through and stuff. Yeah, my mind is basically striving to want me to attach energy more from other people or be around other people more because of I've been more isolated and not express myself. So there is degrees that I can be around people, but I still have to show up how I am. So because I'm more used to an introvert energy, even though I'm around a person and around small groups of people, I might exhibit introvert energy in a social setting. So that is how I transform it. I still go to the social setting, but I don't say, oh, I got to be, you know, before I would say, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm this to go outside. Nah, if I'm feeling this, I'm going to walk slowly down the block or I'm going to move slow and, but I'm still going to go outside. I'm still going to get some fresh air. I don't have to be jumping for joy. And that's where I rely on the toolkit, you know, whatever we use and whatever you've created and transform the energy. Like, look, I wasn't having the best day. I'm dealing with, uh, you know, just kind of healing from my stuff and I've found ways to feel the emotions. So I'm out here doing this as an essence to do that. So once again, with the energy, there's awareness and then transformation. So I want to let you know what's going on and, you know, hit us up, let us know. And, you know, we're out here. So objective thinking, so... My partner over here, Yuri, passed me some things. We can go over objective thinking. Yeah, so this is a good one. I I believe, at least for me, my mind creates bullshit scenarios and hypothetical things that have no use in reality. So I feel a lot of times our perspective skews our objective thinking and... The only way to really have a valid experience is to be in that experience, you know? Because we have experiences and then we reflect on them and that reflection is a totally different thing than what actually happened. And what it is is we're really, really paying attention to 
these hypothetical scenarios of what we think other people think of us or what we think of ourselves or what other people think on a subconscious level. Because, you know, we feel judged or we feel a certain way. So, you know, what I could say with thinking is use, I, the only thing, I feel the mind can either be used for you or against you. And the only way to really use your mind for you is to give it very specific tasks that are like, very primitive and some pick up this, write this, do that. So that's constantly why you catch me strumming a guitar or writing a note or putting something down because the physical activity. But even regardless through that, you got to take a step back because then we distract ourselves with good things, with positive things. Like I love music, but also like at some point I'm using it as a distraction because it's a coping mechanism, once again. Now, this doesn't mean I should stop making music, but I have to recognize when energetically I am using it to try to run from something. Now, if I can transform that energy into a creative energy, by all means, that's what's made the most beautiful art we've ever experienced. So we have to take that step back, look and listen. And that leads to finding a different viewpoint. And I think that comes from experience. The more you go through things, especially by recognizing patterns, your perspective change. Because once again, all of us are looking through life through some lens. And that lens is constantly being adjusted and changed. And those form of thoughts and that lens is shaped by emotional responses to real situations. So that's, once again, when we deem something was good for us or bad for us, right? Or maybe it's perspectives that have been conditioned us to hear. So maybe you didn't have a bad experience with a certain thing, but you've already been conditioned to think that this is wrong or it's a sin, you know? And then through that conditioning, we police ourselves to a degree of repression. And then this is what uh, is a lot of times the birthplace of anxiety, depression, and all those things. So we need to find freedom by finding peace within ourselves at all moments and finding some way not to change what's happening but to cope with it in a way that isn't self-sabotaging. You know, so I'm still here on the journey with y'all and I thank y'all for tuning into this. But hit us up, let us know. Check out whynotshowlove.com. Big shout out to Y on the boards. And thank you. Yes, the vlog is next. Yeah, this is a lot scarier with another person. A lot. I love it. See, guys, this is this is me scaring the shit out of myself in order to heal myself. And I wish there was another way without it. Like, I'm not doing anything harmful, but in my brain it feels like I am... I'm trying to kill myself. And yet, that's the direction I have to go in to heal a subconscious trauma. This is how deep this is. <sighs> wow, that's why so many of us can never really get past it. And it just, this is deep. It doesn't mean that I can't do it, but it means in my mind it feels like it's never enough. And I've heard this called imposter syndrome or some shit like that, but like I refuse to live a life like this. So I'm like, I have to find a way to be myself 
and cope with this and transform the energy. So this is me attempting to transform the energy, but it's harder to transform the energy when you're subconscious of what you're doing because you're not focused on the task at hand, you know? So to get to a point where you're, you are focused on that and you can let go of that is a point of freedom, is a point of peace. So this is literally a movement to peace, you know, as... as as much as it can can be Seasons come and seasons go And why you leave I'll never know See all my wrongs they ain't been right And maybe that's why I'm up all night Oh I don't know Why you I'm saying immediately, that was one of the most scariest experiences in my mind I've ever had in my life, right there. That's how it feels like. Because every time I feel something slip or I know, but the only time something goes off the way I intend it is when I'm not think I'm thinking and getting in my own way. So I start to catch these points and then these points then cause me to drift from something. But the more I do it, the more I'm able to just fight through it. So if it feels like a form of masochism almost. But now that it's over and I didn't die and I felt like I'm going to die and I survived and actually nothing. Now I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. So I have to keep 
doing it over and over again till I don't even feel like anybody's there. I feel like that the goal for me is I have to be in front of a could be in front of a million people and feel like no one is there. That's energetically what I'm working on and what this does for me. And I think it's it's literally transforming energy to try to heal yourself instead of harm yourself. To heal yourself instead of harm yourself. All right. I'm going to try one more time. You know what's funny? I felt all the emotions coming in the beginning. But then as soon as I started getting self-conscious, the emotional part, I couldn't let it flow. I was I was getting there. And then... I was like, no, I don't want to do this in front of somebody. I was like, I don't want to cry in front of somebody. So then I pulled it back. Wow. I want to see if I can do it. I think, oh, man. Wow. But then it's funny because musically, and this is some nerd shit, the only way I could do it right, the performance, is if I let it go. Because I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it the way it is. In my head, if I'm self-conscious. <laughs> so I have to be able to... Oh my God, Yuri. Yuri's the best. <laughs> and you see, guys, this is, this is also the real shit. I'm not nervous of her. She doesn't make me nervous as a person. But I'm nervous of myself. So like this is me The thing that I'm afraid of Is not the audience I don't have stage fright Anyone who knows me know. The thing that I'm afraid of Is feeling Allowing myself to feel Something Because I don't express The feelings in other ways So The only way I can express The feeling Is by channeling that feeling Into something else And in turn of that It, it could allow it to come out You know but unless you channel that real energy, it, it can't come out, you know? So, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So it's not a pressure, but it's a reality that I'm facing to know that the only way. <laughs> and Yuri's looking at me. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try this again. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, which is the water. See, so now I'm trying to panic. I'm trying to run for the room. Feel my hands are getting a little sweaty. Um, you know, so you see, so guys, you see, you bring yourself to the space of uncomfort, and you go through it. You don't run from it. Because what was happening, guys, is I felt like the emotion and the feeling of tears coming up, and I wasn't able to allow them to flow. I I um I stopped it. Not like as a defense, you know. I'm trying to let it out. It, literally in my brain, I want to let it out. That's what I told Yuri I'm trying to do. Because I've been able to do this yesterday and today by myself. But I want to see if I can that level of openness. So this is this is like sonic therapy and those fucking therapists and shit, man. I don't think I like I was saying. I can't spill my guts to somebody, and you don't say shit about yourself, and you expect it to help me out. What kind of shit is that, you know? Uh, it doesn't resonate with my being. Uh, 
Can we turn up some highs on the giddy for some reason? Yeah, let's switch a patch. Let's see what we got. Okay. Let's see if we get some jazz clean tone. Ah, I think I'm good. Nice. up a little bit you talk check 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 yeah i was hearing it a lot clearer in the beginning and then something dipped in that reverb was okay There we go. Wow. I am literally gonna see if I can. Yo, this is some deep scientific shit right here, yo. I can't believe what life is giving me the opportunity and blessing to do. I'm gonna call it that. Wow. You son of a gun. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thank you Thank you, alright See you guys, I'm stalling Seasons come and seasons go why you leave, I'll never know So you're my wrong, say ain't been right And maybe that's why I'm up all night Oh, I don't know Why you show me love Cause you So report on that one. Very, very interesting. I was feeling myself going there 
and I felt the emotion go into my hands. I felt what was supposed to be, what was before tears that were starting to rise to my face and express themselves as that, a rush of blood went to my hands. And I was like, wow, I'm channeling it through. And I think it was because my fingers were very active. This is just interesting. I feel like I'm feeling how emotion is flowing through. Okay. I think I'll try one more time and... Yeah, and that that didn't that one I didn't feel like I was there, but I didn't feel terrified when it went to my hands. There was, it didn't feel as scary as when it was going to my my brain or my eyes or you know when it was gonna come out that way. It was just so wow. This is so the attempt that I am looking to do for myself is to feel to use a way to process emotions that I have not expressed. That's the goal of it in, in what I, I'm doing right here. And to see if maybe this is something for me to feel that emotion, I have to be by myself. And now this part of the test is in front of a person, you know? So like, uh, how does it affect that, you know? Okay, I'll try one more time and wrap. Seasons come and seasons go and Why you leave I'll never know See all my wrongs they ain't been right And maybe that's why I'm up all night Oh I don't know Why you show me love Cause you Fall again, no. Oh, oh. I'm waiting for you. Leaves and wind, uh, uh, uh. la 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 Falling in love, baby. While I'm waiting on you
That one was a very interesting mix. So the emotion left from my hands to inside my heart then came back out into my hands. And then I went back into self-conscious mode. And then I went into um, like a heavy self-doubt towards the second half. Yeah. But, you know, you see, I can go through it. But, like, it's such an emotional... Uh, thing and and i guess what you know maybe it's a i don't know what it is but what i feel my goal is is to keep doing it till i can feel like there's nobody there or there's nothing in the room and there's just you know just like that's it that that's it's the only thing i could do to process you know something that i'm trying to i feel like i should have just processed normally but it's something about it. And I, I don't know. I think maybe it has to do like, so what I'm just trying to understand is I think it's really about like, maybe it's the the frequency of the chords and the frequency of what I'm doing with the vocal that literally on a frequency level, that specific combination is something that helps me. Like, like, you know, once again, sound healing. So I just feel like, wow, because I can feel energy traveling through me. And it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, um, yeah. So even though I don't even think I could, I, I wouldn't listen to this or put it out or nothing. You know, I'm, I haven't, because, because to me, I see it as it isn't, I didn't unlock yet, you know. But like, I'm now glad that I'm sharing this with people. Yeah, see? And I know that somehow in sharing this with people, it's going to send out something because it's it's showing me what I have to address in my own self, emotionally and energetically, you know? So that's what I think art is created from, a place of emotion and expression, you know? So... I hope we get maybe that's a dual podcast out this bitch. All right. We did it. <laughs>